1: Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold Mayday beer and let's get after it. Let's do it. Pucks Out is powered by Mayday Brewery, the official beer of Pucks Out Podcast. Visit them and try out their new beer, Silk Mill Oatmeal Stout, starting October 13th. And don't forget, bingo, every Thursday at 6 and yoga and beers on Saturdays. I am looking forward to that yoga and beers mm, of course <laughs> oh man good beer got that coastal distancing uh, we've uh <clears throat> we got a lot to cover today we got to get to it uh how you been though this week bud
2: pretty good we had a had a good time uh at that uh tennessee brew fest yeah uh real good time Whew. real good huh? yeah, yeah yeah i mean it was a uh, it was a great friday not so great saturday yeah
1: i i we were both pretty drunk
2: yeah uh yes yes
1: i had a whole bunch of guacamole hot sauce in my pocket
2: oh yeah yeah you're guac it
1: (laughs) you almost got tackled by security uh (laughs) that's
2: you know they they almost tried to tackle me. Is what you're saying? <laughs> they would not have been able to catch me. Okay, <laughs> I'd have dipped. I, I, I would have gone with the five rules of dodgeball on that bad boy. Okay, no, I, yeah. I mean, if we're talking about the same security guards, in which. Um, were at the front in the beginning.
1: Oh no, it was different ones. These were like armed; yeah. they were armed like security guards. Nice. Not not the guys in red who work for the park.
2: Well, those guys didn't look too too uh, big deal, uh, big of a deal either. So <laughs> you get hey, you heard it here first, okay? <laughs> nah, uh, but but pretty good, man. Uh, real fun with that. Uh, you know good weekend of football oh yeah you uh you got to see a dope a dope game so yeah we uh the sure wife we're. and I went out to
1: uh Atlanta to see uh Washington uh uh get to get the win against the Falcons first off great game horrible officiating amazing stadium that's an am- the atmosphere it is great. so great and i definitely want to go back when i can like be a uh Atlanta fan you know buy me one of them black dirty bird jerseys you know, it, it's a really fun atmosphere. I was surprised at how many Washington fans were there. A lot of other teams fans, but I would say 30% of the fans, they were Washingtons. And I mean, I saw a bunch of Rogers jerseys, saw like four or five Burrow jerseys. It was a couple, a couple Brady jerseys. But yeah, I guess it's because, it's you know, it, it's a big hub city. So everyone's wants to go like to a I game.
2: I think it's also due to the fact that that stadium is supposedly awesome. And, yeah. and I mean, you're obviously confirming it now. You you have regular price beers and regular price food. Yeah, it turns out that people oh, want to go. Like to your I
1: had, stadium. I probably, I think I had twelve beers. And when it's six dollars for a twenty ounce mm. domestic and dollar fifty for a hot dog,
2: that's, ooh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's amazing. I mean, it's the way that everywhere should be because yeah. we know how much these things cost and we know how much money you have just stolen from us for these tickets. So yeah,
1: but. All right. Uh, don't forget uh, to check us out on What a Maneuver and Patreon to support the show. Today we are finishing the season preview with the Central Division and Games of the Week is back because the season is upon us. It's I guess now.
2: I'll allow you to play this year, Bob, um, <laughs> as the uh, as the reigning champion. Yeah. I will. I will permit you to to join me in this quest again. Uh, let's jump straight into the news.
0: Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards.
1: Oof, man, you're not on social media, but social media was lit up this weekend by Robin Leonard.
2: Well, my, and if, as of yesterday, nobody was on social media from well, what I've heard. Well,
1: Twitter was good, and that's where he was doing it. <laughs> Facebook was down, and Instagram and WhatsApp, but Twitter was solid. Uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, for a little bit there, MySpace might've been the number two social media in the world. Uh, Hey, Reddit would like a word. Okay. okay?
2: They're not even, uh, not being respected here. Now MySpace. Yeah, definitely was number one. (laughs) Reddit was number two though. And Twitter, (laughs) Twitter's number three. Nobody even likes Twitter, Bob. (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah. So I'm going to try and sum this up the best I can. Uh, we're not going to get too far into it, but Robin Leonard, uh, has made some, pretty account uh you know a valid accusation against some teams some coaches the league itself coaches and uh coaching staff giving out benzos and ambient to players without prescriptions and or medical advice uh he goes on to you know uh, refer to his own history you know he's talked to some players and now the league is investigating some teams about it and it is it this is a ser- there these are serious accusations And obviously, you've got people saying that he's lying. He's like, "What? What do I have to gain from like? I only have stuff to lose from like. I could, I could lose my job, right? Like, if if I'm lying, I'll just get, I'll just, they'll terminate my contract, yeah. And so, I mean, stabbed in the back with
2: a large scale sword,
1: yeah. (laughs) But I mean, honestly, it, you know, for the word is that he is the the you know the number one there in Vegas, and they're they're sticking with him. Uh, I'm excited to see what kind of season he has this year. Uh, but yeah, so that's when we find out more uh, information about this whole situation, we will get it to you guys. That's about all the news we have in the NHL. It's kind of quiet right now. There was a, actually right before it got on, there was an, acu- uh, an acquisition. An acquisition. Uh, Minnesota picked up Rem Pitlick from the Preds after he cleared waivers before he went to the AHL. Okay. So while you know you and I don't believe in gentlemen's agreements and sports and unwritten rules people upset because there apparently there is an unwritten rule in the NHL that when you're you know in order to save cap space you have a guy go through waivers then you put him on an AHL team and it's mostly done that teams don't poach those guys in the preseason
2: Minnesota did well, and you know what there should be a rule about it well that's yeah that's what I was about to say that's stupid yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah uh if he's eligible for waivers and he Goes through there and somebody yeah. isn't that what waivers are for? They do have a rule about it. It's yeah. called the waivers. <laughs> <Yeah. the> waiver. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I yeah, no unwritten rules. Write it down if yeah. it's that important. All
1: right, jumping into outside the NHL. Now
0: that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. <laughs>
1: I'm excited to talk about this. I'm sure you are, too. Urban Meyer screws up big time. It's My boy. <laughs> after getting trounced by Cincy, the team, which, by the way, has some pretty strict rules imposed by Urban Meyer about not going out after games, flying as a team, going home. He decided he was going to go see his family in the Columbus area. So he meets up with his grandchildren and his family and goes out and. After that, apparently goes to his own Urban Meyers Pint House, which, fine, it's douchey, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's
2: super. What a douchey name, dude.
1: And then video comes out that he's not just, hey, visiting a couple grandchildren, and you know, yeah, he, he's already being a hypocrite by not flying back with the hey, team.
2: Hey, hey, buddy. Everybody in Columbus is, is his grandchild. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, that's Columbus's son. All right.
1: <laughs> And so the video came out about him uh, having a little bit too much to drink and dancing with some people. Uh, and then, you know, he put out this, you know, pretty shitty apology, uh, apologized to the team. And then another video came out about him, you know, groping up some young woman who's definitely not his wife. So there's that. And a little bit. After that was the- his
2: granddaughter, Bobby.
1: <laughs> uh, Shad Khan, uh, uh, the owner of the Jags. Uh, went on statement saying that he does not currently trust or respect Coach Urban Meyer, but he remains confident in Meyer.
2: Why? Why do you confident? Um, I believe I would like I would like to answer this one. And in his case. This is the one time I agree with his confidence. He's confident that Urban Meyer is going to be terrible at this job, furthering his pitch to take this team to London. Okay? So, yes, he trusts that Urban Meyer is doing exactly what he wanted him to do. So, is
1: this just the plot line of season one of Ted Lasso? This is, I I, I would (laughs) like to Or Major League, I guess? I would like, yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: (laughs) You just insert the... I mean, that would have to be it, right? You don't... There's no way. This is a guy that...
1: Do you think the, his
2: integrity, will- his integrity, has never been there. We're talking about Ten a guy eight. that, right as Florida was going to be horrendous, he's like, oh, "See what had happened was I got health stuff and I want to spend time with my family," uh, but then he takes a job at ESPN. The Ohio State job opens, and oh, all of a sudden, thank goodness that all the stress from uh, that job has bloated away and he's available for that job again he has everybody sign contracts that look i won't i will not domestically abuse people uh and then it comes out that he's been covering up for one of his coaches domestically abusing his wife if if anybody in the world expected any integrity from this guy then I have a bridge that I would like to sell you yeah. and uh, you know, you could just, you could just holler at me.
1: Yeah. Apparently there are reports that con had an opportunity to pull the ripcord of or Meyer on Tuesday, yeah. but then apparently after meeting with some, there was a, a closed door meeting with some attorneys where people assumed that um, advising that firing Meyer for calls could get messy and potentially more expensive if Meyer took legal action.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's then you didn't write his contract good enough yeah. i mean you should have known what he's about if you're grabbing your granddaughter's ass after a game that's reason for terminate it should have been written in there because it was gonna happen okay it's uh yeah yes yeah good i mean i, I don't want to say hey i've been sitting here saying it since he was hired there but hey i've been sitting here saying it since he was hired there so urban yeah uh here, here's man. a
1: great uh uh statement uh, Meyer, whose team is 0-4, as you already know, uh lost again against Cincinnati. He does not seem to be adjusting well to the NFL or football uh, anywhere nowadays when he can't follow one Bosa brother with another and then sign Chase Young to keep position room stocked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he's not allowed to hire women beaters, dude can't dude can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. Uh the
1: and I saw I saw this firsthand. NFL reffing. This weekend, the whole season, has been atrocious. Man, you know it's bad when a call, it goes very well in a close game for the home team, and even they are booing the yeah.
2: refs. And of all teams, Atlanta, a team yeah. that had been, you know, recently had many reasons to yeah. be very upset. They showed and not- it
1: on their big screen. Matt Ryan drops back. He's scrambling. He trips, gets right back up, finds his receiver. Uh, as he's throwing, there's a, like a defender hits the ball and so doesn't get too much of it but just kind of scrapes the ball does not even touch Matt Ryan Matt Ryan goes to the ground with no defender on him uh, the it's it's uh, you know a little over the head flag comes out no one really knows that then then they say roughing the pass and like we're like oh okay but we all were looking at the receiver so maybe there was something we didn't see replay shows that everyone starts booing it is such
2: yeah, a bs call everybody nobody wants bad calls you know everybody wants to win the game and everybody will take that call that goes their way but nobody everybody wants to watch a good game you know and the the titans game had many bad calls there's just been a lot of just poor poorly officiated calls in this in the, this year i'll tell you though uh, JD McKissick yeah. showing off his uh, best Reggie Bush impression. That was that was a dope play for yeah. sure. Raiders didn't have a great game last night, but um, I didn't get to the see it, Chargers, the, the Chargers uh, the, did. I yeah, saw the updates of Justin you, Herbert. The the what now?
1: I didn't get to see the game, but I saw the updates of Justin Herbert. Oh yeah, playing oh.
2: dominating. But uh, Renfro for the for the undefeated Raiders now defeated uh, had the best play. The uh, Chargers, since you haven't seen it, the Chargers uh had a they didn't have one of their gunners covered and they did a fake pass. Well, before it even happened, Renfro had started walking like headed up towards that receiver and blew this dude up, dude. It was uh, it was the uh, really good play by him and really good uh, football IQ if you want to look it up because it is pretty, it was pretty nice.
1: The defense Gus Bradley wants to play and the Raiders need to play. They're gonna fake Ty Long to
2: throw for bounds. Blew him up. Blew him up. You just watched that? That was sick. Ooh, that, was, wasn't yeah. it? that was sick. I'm gonna audio clip the sound of him getting hit. Dude, he he lit him up, man. Yeah. And it was uh it was a great play by Renfro. Um a not so great game by a team that we thought um Thought was going to be doing well. I'll tell you something that you did miss, and I know that you missed. I should have known you missed the game because of this right here. Booger McFarland at mm-hmm. one point. The games, <laughs> the game started late because of thunderstorms and stuff. Again, this it was in a dome, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not 100 clear. It is a dome, right?
1: Uh, where where were they playing in?
2: What was Los it? Angeles? Mm, not I thought it was indoor. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The game started late. So they're talking about how, you know, Derek Carr has been underappreciated or whatever. So Derek or Booger McFarlane says, and this made me so mad. He's like, you remember that, that scene in, uh, in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when he was talking to, uh, when Will Smith was talking to uncle Phil and he, you know, he's like, why don't, why don't you want me, man? You know, that really emotional scene where he's, like, discussing how his father's abandoned him and he doesn't doesn't want yeah. any part of his life and Uncle Phil takes him in, which, which is basically like his father figure. I don't really know how at all a quarterback that's made millions of dollars, won an MVP, and is not playing well lately... I don't know how that at all. He's has talking about
1: do. Derek Carr.
2: Yes, talking about with him with Gruden. Like, why don't he want me, man? Like, dude, no. Like, Derek no. Carr's playing well, pretty well this season too. He is. Well, right, right but he doesn't hasn't got a contract yeah. extension and stuff, dude. I was like, no, that's that bad. Not, that's not at all a good that, comparison. That's, yeah, that's, Bro, that's a big like, old yikes. Yeah, it was. It was like when he said it, I was just kind of like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it was Booger McFarland, so you expect it, but it is. It was not. Um, it was a very odd. It was not at all like that, you know. I mean, this is a guy that makes millions of dollars that'll go somewhere else and get a contract to make millions of dollars. Yeah. Like, if anything,
1: it's like Billy Madison having to go back to a school day for one. Like, if anything, that's, that's the most they
2: Carr is having cl- to do. Closer. That's <laughs> closer. Yeah, that's you know, that's a closer way to take one of the most like impactful, like emotional scenes in television yeah. off of a comedy show, no less. And one that makes you really feel it like, hey, I tear up every time I see that scene and like compare it to Derek Carr <laughs> playing football <laughs> at at, La- at Las Vegas. I was like, wow, booger Come on, Even that's a, that's a, that's a big low for yeah. you brother.
1: All right. We are going, it is time to wrap up the division previews with the central division. First up is the Minnesota wild. Last season, 35-16-5 and five with 75 points. Third in the West Division, lost 4-3 to the Vegas Golden Knights in the first round. Gains this season, Alex Golos- Goligoski, uh, Dmitry Kulikov, and Freddie Goudreau. Losses: Ryan Suter, Zach Parise, Nick Bonino, Carson Soucy, uh, Marcus Johansson. Uh, t- they tied for seventh-best goals for uh, goals four per game last season, 3.21. Second most goals in the first period at 60 and the second most goals in the third period in 67 show that they kind of stepped up into a in, they had a different gear and stepped it up last season. Compared yeah. To season's, yeah, that's you know,
2: not something we normally see from from the wild yeah. uh, as a big goal scoring to me
1: the most important thing and this this guy is going to control in my opinion how well the team's going to do um, rookie forward Kareel Kaprizov led the team in goals last season with 27 51 points last season. Uh, Kevin Fiala was productive as well and made a big impact on the power play. Eighth best save percentage from them at uh, .907. There are some concerns. Struggled once again to score in the playoffs. And at the end of the day, you can have a great regular season all you want. Don't mean anything if you can't score in the playoffs. Yeah, Replacing Suter on that blue line won't be an easy uh, thing for them to do. And I'm interested to see how they do that.
2: Yeah, I, they, have, they have a lot of talent. And this is a team that can go far. But like you said... You you got to be able to to score when it matters. I mean Matt Zuccarello, Ryan Hartman, uh, <clears throat> I mean Spurgeon. You know the the captain there. Uh, you know the Spurgeon general warning. He needs to step up a little earlier on too. He 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 did not start off the season great. But uh, but Jordan Greenway had a had a really good season. Uh, in terms of what they're asking asking from him, this team is going to be dangerous. And it and it. I'm not sure if I. That's might be a playoff team. It's hard for me to say that they're not with the playoffs. Talent.
0: Don't talk
2: about playoffs. You kidding me? Look, look, buddy. Okay, <laughs> George told me to talk about playoffs. George and Mike, they said talk about playoffs today. I it is. I, I really love your outlook. Playoffs? Question mark? Because that is seriously yeah. how I feel about this team.
1: But uh, honestly, that's also. For that, for that central division, the only people who don't get the question mark to me are Colorado and Arizona because one doesn't need a question mark because you know they're in, the other one the opposite. I'll let you decide which one. Everything,
2: the central yeah. division to yeah. me, yeah. I th- the I second and third think, spot is wide open. I, I personally think. think the Avalanche are going to make it though, Bob. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I really, I really enjoy that question mark because this team played great. They got a lot of youth on that team. Eighty-two game season, it makes it it's a completely different ball game in my mind. So, um, why don't we circle back to the the playoff teams at the end of our going? I think
1: next week we will do a full. Uh, I think we should get a get a first look. Let, give us one week to get a look at these teams. Well, and then, I was saying
2: at the end of our our okay, we'll just make a guess, and then yeah, yeah we can go yeah. back and do a first look, and then yeah. and do our our set. Uh, this is the playoffs.
1: Moving uh, Chicago Blackhawks last season 24, 25 and seven with fifty five points, sixth in the Central Division. They did not make the playoffs. They gained Seth Jones, Mark Andre Fleury, Tyler Johnson, and Jake McCabe. Uh, significant losses. Uh, Pius Suter, Adam Bokvist, uh, Bokvist. I. I always forgot to so.
2: spin out. Adam Adam Bokvist. Bokvist. Boquist. Boak, probably Bokwist. And Duncan Kaiath, I think I'm Dun, saying that right. Duncan Kyath.
1: Uh, Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit will have the scoring power Uh, you know that you don't I don't think we have to worry about that
2: Uh, uh, will Taze be back Taze will be back
1: yes uh, uh, that's actually I would
2: consider that a gain as well even though he's been on the team Um, obviously he's not an addition to the team but I I mean Uh, getting back their top two centers
1: uh, will help them and provide depth scoring with a more balanced lineup and that's um, what is that? Is that Tyler Johnson and uh, not Tyler it's Taze and somebody is is I can't remember the other guy uh, they're getting back. Who's one of their uh, forwards? Um, there are some concerns, even with pickups like Jones and, and McCabe, their blue line will have issues. Flower will need to step up and be top tier to keep this team from having to score four or more each game just to get the W. And I think listen, that's
2: their advantage, though, is that they can. Yeah, score from and exactly.
1: Everyone. But they're going to, but doing that consistently with an aging, with some aging guys on there.
2: Yeah, but they got that. They got a good, a yeah. good few pieces of game no, to be able hear me. To do I,
1: Chicago is on the tail end of this rebuild, and they are looking dangerous.
2: Yeah, they are. I mean, I, I think this is the perfect time frame for them. I mean, you got, you got. Dominic Kubalik, who I, 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 really enjoy as a, as a young guy, I'm really high on the this year. I am, I obviously, I hope he crashes and burns obviously as <laughs> a, as a, a fan of not the Blackhawks. Um, uh, but I am, I, I think that they're at the right place at the right time. Dylan Strom, uh, Shaw, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Shaw, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Shaw. <laughs> uh, he's British. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Shaw. Andrew <laughs> Shaw. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a dangerous squad this year. I and it's one of those teams that if they can make the playoffs, it's hard to yeah. count them out sometimes. Uh, and I think that they're better set up. I, I, I think I think that their blue line is better this year. I, not that I disliked Duncan Keith but he was older. He wasn't being, he wasn't able to provide what I think Seth Jones is going to come in and provide them as that offensive defenseman. Yeah. I, I think that I agree with what you're saying. That blue line is not as stout as you'd like to see, but it's stout enough to where this team I could see going yeah. on scoring four goals a game and, and, and having a significant uh, upgrade in goalie. I'm, I'm not looking forward to them being as dangerous as they, as they could be this year. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Uh, Winnipeg Jets, uh, last season 30, 23 and 3, with 63 points. Third in the North Division, lost 4 0 to the Habs in the second round. Uh, Nate Schmidt and Brendan Dillon are some gains. Uh, they've lost Mason Appleton and uh, Laurent Boissois. Uh, Mark Shifley, Kyle Connor, Blake Wheeler, Nikolaj Ehlers provide a boatload of offensive talent. 12th in the league for goals per game at 3.04, and seventh in the power play percentage at 23 flat. Amazing goaltending from uh, Connor Hallibeck that you expect. He's consistent. Uh, sixth and save percentage at point nine one one. Concerns uh, defense is an issue. Who is if you look at the team, who's their top defender?
2: Yeah, I that was is, just looking over I mean, their roster. I
1: think it would have to be Morrissey. Yeah, Zach Morrissey. And look, that's. I mean, if you ask me, oh, is he a good top defender? It's like man, maybe I maybe mean, Pionk. Yeah, yeah, maybe I like Neil Pionk, and uh, usually like him, and
2: and and the thing is, we as as fantasy players look at this roster, and there's a lot of. Good pieces yeah, on that uh, roster. Neil Pionk and
1: Zach Morris are, are, are decent cat guys. Yeah, and Bolu and, and as far and, as Brendan, as, Brendan Dillon. Yeah. But
2: again, we're talking Nate Schmidt. They're all great category players, yeah. but something that is not going to give you that. They that don't. Name they don't value. They don't
1: have that Victor Hedman. That Roman Yossi. They, they don't have that guy on the blue line that you can rely on. That anchor that. Is going to perform on both ends of the ice on night in night Morris, out.
2: I think Morrissey can be that guy,
1: and, and yeah, uh, he I could be, he, and he maybe he grows that into that guy. guy. And that, I mean, as a from a, as a fan of the game, that'd be great to see.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you never. It, it's it, I think it's his time to shine for sure. I mean, but Neil Pionk, Morrissey, they're both they're both twenty six years old. You know, yeah. I mean, so I mean, th- there's a there's a lot of growth yeah. to be to be yeah. had there, uh, for sure.
1: And now they do have goaltender depth issues. We got Hallebeck. Honestly, when I wrote this, and I didn't look it up because I wanted to see if you knew it without looking up who's Connor of backup.
2: Am, I'm so sorry, I accidentally just it's I fine. was looking at it. Who is his backup? Uh, Eric Co- uh, Comrie. Okay,
1: I, was I mean, with, I, don't, I still yeah. know. I wrote this <laughs> and, I, and I and I I remember like literally one of the reasons I'm writing this. I'm like, who's Hallibeck's backup? That's like the fact that I have to ask that and like literally like could like I thought about it. That needs to be written down. The days of playing sixty-five plus games are coming to an end. Hallibeck hasn't had trouble yet, but he'll need. But he'll soon need a consistent backup to get him across that hump in the coming. It may not be this season. Maybe next season. Yeah, but well, in a couple so, of years, he's going
2: to need. He, he's. He it can, may not be this season, but we're, but arguably it it is this season because we're back to yeah. an eighty-two game schedule yeah. after two years of not having this. Yeah, and so even if he plays a top level number of games, uh, as opposed to every what other starting goal in the playoffs, 65, 65 games yeah. that he plays. I mean, we saw that the year, the few years that Vasi has played that many amount of game. And then it's tough when you get into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, Cause the playoffs uh, are
1: just, are just harder. You get less rest. You're on the road more. So yeah, I think the, uh, the jets, they need to get at by the trade deadline. They need to pick someone up to 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 just kind of be that stopper behind him.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think they need to go and see if uh, if the stars are willing just, to trade yeah. one of their seven hundred guys yeah. that they've got.
1: Uh all right, coming on home to the National Predators. Last season 31, 23 and 2, 64 points, fourth in the central division, lost four to two to the Carolina Hurricanes in the first round. Gains Cody Glass, uh Felipe Myers, David Riddich. Significant losses. Uh Victor Arvidsson, Ryan Ellis, Pekarina, Kali Eric Walla. That hurt my heart to say that <laughs> that hurt
2: which which one?
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean definitely <laughs> which the, one definitely the first three last two still hurt, but man, just ooh, yeah. the words Victor Arvids and Ryan Nelson Pecorino gone
2: still sting, yeah, that's, that's I think it's rough. gonna
1: sting until we get that first w on the regular season
2: it's gonna it, it it most certainly most certainly stings uh i mean i was I was very pleased with what what this team put out there last year. Playoff wise, I mean that was that could have been a different series if you know somebody didn't try to get cute with what was what was working yeah. and not working. God. Uh, not that I think that we would have won that series, but uh, we got embarrassed early on. I'm not. I mean, I like the My my the biggest move for me is the is the Rittich move. Yeah, I think that that is that That's is a, great. It's a solid move. That is a guy that, and we in the fantasy show a couple weeks ago had talked about as a as a backup. We one of the questions posed was who's a backup right now that could end the season as the team starter. I love use. I don't think that I don't think that this is going to happen. But David Riddich is a guy that has been disrespected over the yeah. past couple years and just not really stepped up to yeah. where and he having could his own have been.
1: Backup goalie to me is gives me a lot of confidence.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm I, I think that this team can be fine if we get if if all the money we've paid out we get some of it back yeah you know we get yeah. some of the we get some of the worth of the yeah. of the contracts and, you know it is
1: crazy there. you know seeing fans you know people have been calling for a rebuild now for two three years and now that it's fu- it's happening it needed to happen it's finally happened now fans are like oh i didn't mean like that can't I, can it, you can't I, you
2: rebuild without getting rid of all of our big i guys? wanted all of the good players none of the good picks <laughs> still winning in the playoffs <laughs> But you have newer players that are better, and then we win more. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is. Uh, it, it it's a uh, it, it's it's one of those rare rare situations where this team is not the Blackhawks. Yeah, we, we can't just go through a couple year rebuild where we're terrible. We're not the Detroit Red Wings where it's okay to be horrendous for a couple of years. Yeah. You have to stay relevant while trying to rebuild your team, and I think a lot of that has hard, to do with the, hard,
1: hard. The reason fans stick by that and nobody questions that is because they can look up and they see six or so Stanley Cup banners right. up there. Preds have none, they so have, they have
2: none, and you can argue that they they had one within their grasp and couldn't couldn't hold on to it, and so that that hurts. It, yeah. it, it is it, it is the best thing and the worst thing that has happened to this organization. Is us getting to that Stanley Cup playoff? Yeah. You know, I mean, it was obviously. It grew obviously, the game of hockey here. It's tremendously, obviously, obviously, it grew hockey here, but then it gave you those fans that just, why are we not in the cup? Because yeah. this is one of the hardest things on. I would argue this is the, the only sport harder it is to to get to this point would have to be Super Bowl, right? I I, th- I don't think harder. I think I think I think at the end of the
1: day, and it's we're talking, you know little bit here but i think Stanley Cup is harder to get to than the Super Bowl just by a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, i mean i can I, can, I think when I you look agree at the with playoff that.
1: format, I think, I think it's harder.
2: I think and the reason i say it is because football you got 16 games. Yeah, and a lot more players to do it. Uh and so but i i mean i'm with you. This is playoff hockey is is the best playoffs of any of any major sport. To me, in my opinion, yeah. I mean, it is exciting whether you're watching your team or somebody else's team. It's a different. It is the arguably the most different a game can be from regular season to the playoffs. Yeah, because it's even two the overtime functions
1: games. in a much in a not just a oh it's you know not sudden death or something like that or it's a completely different format. Yeah, something that like you have to train for two different styles of overtime.
2: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's it, I I completely agree. I think this team. Be good. I don't know that we're making the playoffs though. This is a yeah, tough, it, tough it, it division. Is, yeah.
1: um, you know, and he was saying while the defense isn't as deep and as star-studded, it's still a decent. Still yeah. good a good defense. You got of, Roman Yossi, Matthias Ekholm, great top pair. Ekholm, uh maybe playing uh, some forward this season. Uh, you see the Preds put out their uh, their lineup and they put a typo and put a F next to his name. And so <laughs> Ekholm was a forward. It's like, hey guys, sorry that was a typo. As much as you want it, Matthias Ekholm is not a forward. Uh, they're a great <clears throat> top pair on the blue line. Fabro and uh, Carrier are great potential stars on the back end. Saros looked really good last season. The team finished yes. just outside the top 10 in goals against per game, 2.75, and fourth best save percentage at .912. Concerns, 22nd overall with goals per game played at uh 2.70, and something that's been happening for years now, I'm sure you're thinking it at home, the power play has been bottom of the league for a few seasons despite scoring uh, talent on the team.
2: Uh, we're not smart folks on this podcast, I'll tell you that. But I'm going to bust out a big word, abysmal. This thing has been horrendous it's one of those things where if it's a power play I go to the bathroom we've made jokes before about saying what if the Preds just when they get a power play they're like no thanks yeah
1: (laughs) we're okay and I think there were some advanced stats last season that said statistically they would be better off and they would have won like four or five more games if they had done that
2: yeah it is it it has been and and it blows my mind Like you have an extra player. Yeah, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And like, it's not like you you, are—you have the talent. You have
1: everything except the profit.
2: That's that's what I'm saying. Uh, I think we need a big year from from Tolvenen, though. Yeah, and and we
1: need we need what we need is we need Tolven Tolvenen to to push Forsberg. They need to work together, and Fors—what we need is a good consistent year from Forsberg not the streaky Forsberg that we've been getting for seasons we don't
2: want we don't want we don't want scores scores yeah. you wary and, and you know where there's a month where he just goes off and scores yeah, we don't want goals yeah <laughs> yeah I mean and that is that is the biggest thing you know he's still young but yeah. but how many years can we continue to say we still young yeah you that, know I that mean, he's
1: still young to ooh, he's not as young as he used to be.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, now the, I do
1: like, you know, coaches have said Forsberg has said Tolvanen on the ice. He's pushing him. Tolvanen is pushing Forsberg every day to be better. And I, that's one of the great things you like to see from young guys Brent coming in and pushing for the, the starters for their job.
2: I, th- I think that's what makes it harder to have true criticism of Forsberg It's because it's you never feel that he's giving up. You know, yeah. you always feel that it's he's just giving you that hundred post there, a
1: post there. You know, we're a little bit off. A good, you know, it always seems like the Preds are playing guys who are standing on their head. It's like we'll be playing a Malcolm Subban, and Malcolm Subban looks like Vassy out there one yeah. night. Oh it, yeah. it's just considered now. Obviously, we're biased. We see it. We see the sure. games more often. We're there. This
2: could happen with lots of teams. Yeah, I think the most important part of their season, though, is going to be you. Ha- Duchesne has to be involved early in scoring. He cannot go as long as he did last year yeah. without scoring a goal. To where, well, you just got to get that yeah. first one. I would like get to that see that first yeah, one. Yeah, Earn I would, that eight yeah. million dollars.
1: I want to see opening night night versus Seattle. I want to see Forsberg out there lighting it up. Yeah. And you know what? Even if, it, like I've always said, yeah, the Preds, the, I'm they don't they're not going to go eighty two and zero. They could go out there and if they and if if they look good, if if they look like they are out there flying, you know, you know, passing well, their passes aren't going, errant, and they end up losing my, a little. I'm not mad if Forsberg, you know, if Forsberg had two goals and a couple apples. Okay, cool. I like what I see. Losses happen.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. But in my opinion, you got to win that game against. I mean, yes. Against. It's <laughs> way too early, way too early to to take a loss there. Um, we'll see. We'll see especially what, you they, what set, they bring you, They got to set the tone for the season early, especially yes. in this hard central division we can't we can't try to dig ourselves out of a hole yeah. like we did last year
1: um yeah I, i've got borderline playoff team i think that actually you put that down and i agree with it did i put that i mean i agree yeah uh, I mean, okay borderline I thought, I thought playoff team. Yeah. no
2: i didn't but i'll take the i'll take the <laughs> i mean because i do agree yeah so uh
1: all right the arizona coyotes um last season 24 26 and 6 with 54 points fifth in the west division did not make the playoffs Um uh, gains uh dimitri yaskin uh Shane Gotesa Shane
2: <laughs> <Gostis-Bear>?
1: <laughs> Uh Connor Timmons, Luau Erickson, Antoine uh, Roussel, and Carter Hutton losses, uh, Darcy Camper, Ante Ranta, Connor Garland, Oliver Ekman Larson, Alex Golik- Goligoski, and Michael Bunting. Uh, that's a that's a whole bunch of names that they uh, transferred in and out this yeah, season,
2: both way both ways. I mean, I, I, yeah. there's some good good pieces that I like that they brought in. Uh, um, Bear could be great.
1: Yeah, it's no secret they're in the middle of a decently sized rebuild uh are stockpiling draft picks this past offseason they had two uh two first round selection and five second round picks in the 2022 nhl draft uh that should help the the team rebuild plans concerns name them they've got them uh all of the concerns 26 in the league last season in goals per game play 2.68 and 22nd in goals against uh per uh per game play at 3.11 Goal uh, goaltending is also a major concern going into the twenty one twenty two campaign. After Kemper was traded to Colorado and ran to left for Carolina via free, uh, via free agency, Carter Hutton and Joseph uh, Coronar were brought in. Those are not guys that I'm really trusting, especially with the guys that's going to be in front of them in Arizona. This is going to be another bad team.
2: Not a, not after not after us having been touting their goalies and the opportunities yeah. for their their previous goalies. Uh, I'm, I'm with you now. Maybe they surprise us, but it's, like you said, I even mean, though, even
1: they surprise us, they're not making the playoffs. I l- think.
2: L- losing a guy like, uh, Ekman Larson is a, is a that's a big hit. Yeah. That's a, that's a leader on their team. Um, uh, Shane Goss' has been, he had a great season with Philly when yeah. he started his rookie year and then has, has kind of dropped off a bit. Um, was that due to the fact that Ivan Provorov showed up and kind of took over that, that that spot, but I am, I'm very intrigued by this team. I do not, I, my outlook, no playoffs for this team. Yeah, no. I agree.
1: Uh, the blues, uh, they suck. Oh uh, no. <laughs> uh, the blues, uh, 27, 20, and nine with 63 points, fourth in the West division, lost four, nothing to the Colorado avalanche in the first round, uh, gains, uh, Pavel, Buchnevich and Brandon sod losses, Mike Hoffman, Jaden shorts, Vince Dunn, Sammy blaze, uh, third in the NHL in goals per game. Uh, Last season, 2.98. Sixth best power play percentage, Um, 23.2. David Perrone and Ryan O'Reilly looked really good last season. Concerns, 19th in the NHL in goals against per game, 2.98, and ranking above just 10 teams in the save percentage, 0.900. Jordan Bennington is not good. He is not consistent. Without Peter Pietrangelo to cover him, he's not an NHL uh, caliber goaltender. He is, and I'm going to say this again, he's not good. In fact, some you, would
2: say he's bad. Do you think Bennington's good? Oh, that's a tough question. I'm going to have to say no. <laughs> love, love Boosh Nevis. I'm really yeah. intrigued to see what, what he can do there. Um, hated, hated to see him go from the Rangers to see what they could have continued to do with him. Uh, Brandon sod, little older, you know, yeah. that's a, that's a, uh, a nice looking name that I don't know that it amounts to much. Uh, those losses seem almost too much to overcome. Yeah, the, I agree. Uh, Hoffman, Swartz, Dunn. I liked, and, I liked uh, James, and Schwartz James Schwartz there. Was- I really did too. Uh, I'll be interested to see what he can do on, on a different team. I liked Vince Dunn yeah, there. I would like to talk about how dope of a name Sammy Blaze is. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a dope name, and he's a big-time hitter. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll am i be looking for his name wherever he – I forget where he went. But I'll be looking for his name. In Somewhere some of probably our hits dope. Leagues. Yeah, I mean – I mean yeah, yeah, he played probably playing for the uh, like Globo Gym a, Purple like Cobra. Like that's a name dude. like,
1: you know, like an 80s glam metal He's rocker. probably playing Sammy for
2: the, He's probably playing for the Globo Gym Purple Cobra, yeah. dude. <laughs>
1: yeah. Seems like a name like in that old uh ta- taxi driver game, like who am I driving? Today? Sammy Blaze, come on down.
2: Yeah, upon first look I don't. Again, I don't think this is a missed playoff the playoffs. Team. Yeah, I think they missed the playoffs as and, well. I mean,
1: in fact, at the end of the season, we could be talking about holy crap! Arizona finished above uh, St. Louis. I don't.
2: I don't think it's quite that bad. Well, but let me uh, dream. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: I mean, I'll bet, yeah, yeah. I mean, it well, w- a man, a man can it, have. It would have not been the craziest prediction that we've had on this show. Yeah. If you know, if they're worse, so. And the last time
1: I said the, the uh, Blues would absolutely suck, they almost did. You did call technically it. Technically,
2: I was wrong, but I was close. You did call it, and that's the best <laughs> kind of wrong, is
1: technically I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Colorado Avalanche, the complete opposite. Uh, last season, 39 13 fourth, 82 points, first in the Western Division. Lost 42 to the Vegas Golden Knights in the second round. Their gains, Darcy Kemper, Darren Helm, Ryan Murray. Losses, Philip Grubauer, uh, Junis Donskoy, who honestly... I have been big on Junis Don scoring in fantasy for like a year and a half now. I think he is a great guy to pick up. Uh, Brandon Saad, Ryan Graves, and Connor timmins Best offense in the league last season with 3.52 goals per game. Eighth best in power play. Nathan McKinnon, Mika Rantan, and Kael all point per game or better producers last season. Strong defensive group. Third in the league in goals against per game. Uh, 2.36. Seventh in the league for uh, penalty kill percentage at 83.2. This is a team that is built to win and win now.
2: And guess what that means, Bobby? They're not going to. Well, no, I'm just saying, I mean, they may not, but that means you've got to win now. Yeah. You know, you have to win now. Yeah. Otherwise, all of this is for naught. Nobody cares that... You know, later on in, in in NHL, when two friends are showing up and they're playing a video game together, that they pick your team because you got great stars and stuff. You have to win now. You have yeah. to be able to use all of this, all of this opportunity.
1: Yeah. Now, if I'm gonna nitpick, um, these concerns are in relative to all other teams, not that bad. But they lost some key players, and it's going to hurt their depth up front. And just see how they deal with that. They need Adisian uh, Kadri to be backed up to his standard. Um, and I think because he is a big puzzle piece in that team, and so, but that's about all I could think of when I'm thinking of like where I would improve this team. I mean, I
2: think Ryan Graves is a big loss. I think that was a that was a big part of that blue line for sure. Donskoy, as you said, that's a loss. I don't think I personally I don't think Philip Grubauer is that big of a loss with Darcy Kemper coming in. Yeah, I think it's just an insert. What what, what I do
1: think is that Phil. I think it's I think that was the best trans, I, I, I think that was best for both teams. I think Philip Grubauer is going to be a great goalie in Seattle. I'm not too concerned about them losing Philip Grubauer,
2: though. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think Grubauer is great. I just don't think that he is a. He was a Vesna candidate. Yeah. I think that he was. He'll be just the fine. Benefit, I think he. I think he was the beneficiary of playing yeah. on one of the most dominant NHL. Yeah. And teams. And we could
1: be proven wrong. Phil Grubauer, who out there with Seattle, sure. and light lighted and it up. I hope he does. Yeah. You know, I
2: hope he does. A has a great year. I'm not. I'm not rooting against the guy. I just, I mean, we've seen him elsewhere and he's given us good, good games yeah. and good, good opportunities, but nothing that.
1: Yeah. all right. We are going to wrap it up with the Dallas stars 23, 19 and 14 with 60 points, fifth in the central division. They did not make the playoffs uh, gains. Ryan Suter, Braden Holtby, uh, Luke uh, Glenn Denning losses, Jason Dickinson, um, Jamie Alexiak. six best, six best goals against per gameplay, 2.64 last season. Fifth best power play percentage at 23.6. They've got a whole lot of depth at goaltending. <laughs> like a yeah. lot. Yes. Yeah. A whole lot. They could injure the four goaltenders and still have like five to choose from.
2: And they still have a solid crop that they yeah. <laughs> that they're uh yeah. I
1: um concerns. Their offense is a bit of a concern. Uh their ability to close out close games. They lost a league high 14 overtime games and 28th in win percentage. Um, in one goal games they that is not in a, in a in a first off a division where there was so much parity you've got to close out close games
2: yeah they those
1: s- 14 overtime losses are the sole reason they didn't make the playoffs that was what i think is like seven point they left what what was it they, they left a crap ton of points on the board on the board points. that they just went to waste yeah even uh, if they won half the overtime games they make the playoffs in front of the Preds.
2: Yeah. They got it. they and now obviously they started the season off without their two their two main stars, Sagan, yeah. Sagan and Ben.
1: Then they had a lot of postponements because of weather and COVID. So that kind of screwed their schedule
2: up. Right. Yeah. There was there's a lot that went on there. I I think that this team, I think that Souter and Glenn Denning are fantastic adds to this team yeah. uh, and the depth of this team. I think that this is one of the three playoff teams in this central, in my opinion. Um now that we're here at the end, gotta be for me Avalanche. Yeah. Avalanche Wild and uh the stars as the three and then wild card. I think Preds or Blackhawks. I think Blackhawks. I think there's gonna be two wild card teams from this division. I think it. I think the that final spot is going to Nashville, or or the Jets, in my opinion. That's that's where I'm landing. I think that um, I think the Arizona miss misses. I think that the the Blues miss, uh, but we'll 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 see after first look, I and mean, we'll make a finalized. This is what we think, but I, I am I think that the stars are are going to come out. Fighting hard early on.
1: Uh, uh, sorry. We there is some breaking news. Uh, not NHL related, but Urban Meyer related. Um, a player from Jacksonville who wished to remain unnamed, uh, said he has zero credibility in that stadium. He had very little to begin with. <laughs> Uh, players were particularly put off by the fact that Meyer canceled Monday's team meeting and, uh, and he as he dealt with the uproar over the videos of him and a young he was hungover.
2: He guys. even canceled
1: the team meeting and he was too scared. A player said uh, uh, another quote. Uh, Meyer only I, only apologized to position groups individually. He betrayed the women in the video as a random person who was just just there dancing. Suffice it to say his audience was highly skeptical. One uh, another player said we looked at him like WTF right when we left. Everyone started dying laugh right when he left. Everyone started dying laughing at him and he knew because he could he heard from his office.
2: I do. I do love the I do love the he's just too scared. Yeah, you're remaining <laughs> unnamed. <laughs> I do think that's I think that's, uh,
1: I think that's an NHL, uh, NFLPA thing that if, when you talk to the press, like you're, you, you can't just be like, oh, I'm just I, so I think that's a security thing. Well, that, this
2: is a Jacksonville yeah. thing and people from Jacksonville do what they want, Bobby. You know. So, no, hey, that's I mean, I do I, I don't off. I always feel vindicated because I just believe in what I say. I I feel like I've said all of this was going to happen, right? I've been yeah. I've been very clear that this was going to happen with Urban Meyer, and I I feel like, yeah. Why weren't you guys listening to Puffed Out Podcast <laughs> yeah. for what was going to happen with this NFL coach? I don't I, don't, I just all don't right. get it.
1: So we are wrapped up with the uh, division preview. Uh, nothing like wrapping up an NHL division preview. Talk about Urban Meyer. Uh, uh, so we're gonna move on now Uh, we got and it's finally back ladies and gentlemen games of the week
0: games of the week Bobby and Brandon do the work so you don't have to the best from around the NHL and what to watch
1: I am excited games are finally back we're happy to be here with you all. Uh, why don't you start us off? you got the first game back.
2: First game back. I think we wanted to establish some some rule. Are we going to do the same thing as last year? We're I just so. doing win percentage? Yeah. Win percentage. Okay. Um, first game of the season. I've got it. I have the Penguins playing the Lightning, 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday, October 12th. I probably should have looked up what... Um, where it will be playing for you guys, ESPN. Yeah. So that's super dope for everybody. I think that's everybody, all the games that first weekend. Uh, every everybody not on the uh, the others on Wednesday. Some are on TNT. Some oh, are okay. not being played. But yeah, yeah, ESPN for this game. I will include that on there. But um, yeah, first game back on ESPN. I got the Lightning winning that. Believe it yeah. or not. Well, I guess I'll watch
1: that here since we'll be recording that night, since uh, we'll be here recording. We were just oh, got yeah. that recording.
2: We'll put it. Up, we'll pop it up on yeah. our new screen that yeah. we got here. Uh,
1: I got the Kraken versus Golden Knights. Didn't have many options that first night, but I, I picked first, and uh, I think it's going to be the Kraken's first game, but I got the Golden Knights. Uh, that's at 9, 15 Central, uh, and then uh, take us uh, to your next one. We're only doing two this week because it's a short <clears throat> week for as far as our recording schedule. Next week, we'll be back with our fully uh, scheduled five games
2: each. I have, for my second game, the Habnadians playing the Maple Leafs. That was a game that both of us had to pick quite a bit last year since we didn't have any random, uh, random games going. Uh, 6 p.m. Wednesday, October 13th. And this game is actually not on any type of scheduled television. So if you have the uh, NHL... Uh, NHL package, what is it? They don't do it anymore. NHL TV? No, nope. no more NHL Because TV?
1: ESPN's got all the rights, you can get ESPN Plus and watch almost all of them.
2: Almost is only, I forgot that this was not hand grenades or horseshoes, Bobby. So. Well, I'm just, don't <laughs> get mad at me. I'm telling you what they said. Hey, look, I'm mad at you. You're the one here that's uh, that's telling me. Uh I, I have the Maple Leafs winning that, so.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take the Habs. I mean, it's not my game of the week, but I'm gonna I, I I think the Habs are gonna win it.
2: I think that the Maple Leafs are very upset about what happened last season, so
1: all NHL games, including those produced by TNT and NHL Network, will be available to for all of you fuckers. Replay. Get out of here. Yeah.
2: Who's watching a replay? God, so annoying.
1: You get rid of NHL.tv for that garbage. Um <laughs> Uh, goodbye, Disney sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Blackhawks versus Avalanche, 9 p.m. on Wednesday, October 13th. I got the Avs taking it. And I think it's going to be a good game.
2: Yeah, that should be a good game. I'm actually going Blackhawks on that one. Okay.
1: Well, that about wraps up games of the week. Uh, time to move into what's snapping our stick.
0: and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks.
1: All right. Uh, I I had one a little bit earlier. You know, I'm going to go with the one that I said I would do last week. We're getting close. It's October now, so we're getting close to the holiday season. Something that happens every November. And it's not cool. I don't like it. Why is Detroit Still getting every Thanksgiving Day game as is tradition. They are not good as is tradition. Wants, nobody wants family to come over, have a great time, and have to watch a Detroit
2: Lions game. Oh, let me argue this with you though, Bobby. Is the NHL or NHL is the NFL pro family? Nobody wants to watch Detroit play. Spend time <laughs> with your family. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. It is just
1: absolutely ridiculous. If they stick to this. You know, just aged logic that Detroit somehow deserves a spot in Thanksgiving Thanks Day game. I just can't stand it. Why? There are other teams. Have I don't know, we play some of Kansas there used City. It's like
2: three teams, Bob. Yeah. So get out of here with that. That's not my stick. I am I am intrigued that there's select teams that always get a Thanksgiving Day game. Yeah.
1: And it makes sense when those teams, like, you know, they're usually competitive. Like, Washington, Dallas, no, those even, are still usually competitive games. Me. And, like, even I'm like, what, like I don't understand why Dallas always gets it. Even if Washington, there's been times when Washington plays, and even I'm like, this is not a good game. This game should not be the, the you
2: know. It should get picked like yeah. Sunday night football does every year. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that for sure. Yeah. Um, Though Detroit, think about how not, dope
1: Tampa versus New England would have been. That was a good game. That would have been a dope Thanksgiving day though,
2: game. Though Detroit has been, you know, obviously taking lots of L's on the the win loss column. They've been like, they looked better this year. Yeah, um, yeah but they're still I, I think Detroit. This team, shh, no, I Dave, I don't hear what I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not battling for the Lions. Okay, <laughs> uh, I just think that there is that possibility that they could not be the worst. Jared Goff hasn't been as bad as as everybody thought he would be. So uh mine lane kiffin going for it on his own 25 like multiple times it, i i honestly thought that we were we were watching the game stephanie was at um was at, at my sister's bridal shower and so the rest of us were over at my folks house at daddy daycare uh we <laughs> was all of us all the guys that were just not invited to this were just sitting around watching football and so it was like it was like he was playing a game of Madden. Or it was like Corverts. <clears throat> it was like a couple nights before he got he was drunk at the bar. It's somewhere in Ole Miss. He was hanging out. He <laughs> is like, he is like, dude, look at me. Hey, I'll I will have zero punts all game. Swear to God. Like he was doing a bet. It was it was absurd. That game was not quite was not quite out of hand yet. Not out of hand enough for you to be going on it, going for it on your own twenty five. Lane Kiffin, you're a moron, but not as bad as Urban Meyer. What do you think would happen to the universe if Jacksonville hired
1: a Urban Meyer head coach, Matt Nagy assistant, and Lane Kiffin assistant?
2: Do you think think the universe would implode? No, I think that they would just be happy that they didn't involve Adam Gase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, even Jackson was like, "Oh, what? Whoa, it is buddy. W- <laughs> Let's I, not I, get crazy. I sent you
1: actually a stat the other day about Adam Gase. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find it in our messages. It was absolutely Look insane. at Sam
2: Darnold having a great season. It's like, Adam Gase-less. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Real quick. And this is a, yeah. Uh, Marshall High School's first year without uh, Adam Gase uh, wins state title. LSU's first year without Adam Gase wins national championship. Pate Manning's first year without Adam Gase wins the Super Bowl. Ryan Tannehill's first year without Adam Gase, comeback player of the year. Sam Darnold's first year without Adam Gase, first quarterback to
2: 3-0. Why does this man still have a job? Uh because they want to fire him so their team does well. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's obvious. And this is a this is a duel. I kind of stole it, but this is both of us. Everybody queuing up at the Tennessee Brew Fest, mm. like we're waiting in line to pay for our drinks. Like we've already paid for all these drinks. Just go up, like treat it like just a ball go bar. up. Right? Yes, exactly. Treat we waited like a in bar. a total
1: of maybe one line, if that, and that was, and so, that was that we so we could drink our beer.
2: We could drink our beer and hang tight. We, yeah, we really, honestly, we really should have lined up in yeah. every oh, line. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah i'm not sure how many of i know we got through a bunch that i do remember i do not know remember we ended we up got not through.
1: missing any because we, we did it because we ended up I heading, didn't either we n- you, i think we dragged you along to each one boom there was a couple that were closing like jackalope was closing on when we ran up like hey 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 man can we get a picture I'm like sure I'm like can we also get a beer and like, like yeah sure boom i don't okay. know if your buddy needs one i'm like oh he's good he's
2: fine okay he's about to go run the bases okay (laughs) well that's awesome yeah so we're not paying money there's no reason for there to be a line and that's why lines were so long is because all of you guys are waiting in line and then having to go up and and yeah yeah so
1: but all right guys stay tuned later this week for our awards prediction show we'll see you guys next week and there'll be hockey being played
2: peace
0: for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at PucksOutPod.